Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill Yankovey, and this week, going to be talking about the WWE draft, the results of the draft, and, well, how people are probably feeling pretty depressed right now about what happened. Plus, going to preview perhaps the biggest independent wrestling event of the year. It's happening this weekend. Going to be talking about that and much, much more. We begin today uh, with some unfortunate news as Reggie Parks passed away at the age of 87 years old. Now, to a lot of the younger fans... They're probably wondering, who's Reggie Parks? Well, he's the guy who created, designed, made some of the most iconic championship belts in the history of professional wrestling. This is the guy who made the Winged Eagle WWF title, the one that was around from 88 to 98, made the Intercontinental title, the WWF Tag Team titles, the WCW World Heavyweight title, not the big gold belt, but the other one while Ric Flair was away, also made the United States title, the television title, the tag team titles, basically any promotion that was around that needed a belt made it it didn't matter it it could have been wwf it could have been jim crockett promotions it could have been wcw it could have been the awa it could have been the uwf basically anybody who needed a championship belt made reggie parks was the guy to go to he was the guy to go to and he gave us some of the most iconic beautiful looking championship belts that professional wrestling has ever seen and the men and women that have held those belts are just as legendary as the title designs and the man himself reggie parks and if you think about it If we didn't have a guy like Reggie Parks who made all these championship belts 30, 40 years ago, maybe even longer, maybe there is no such thing as a business for replica championship belts. I don't think a lot of us wrestling fans would have replica championship belts without Reggie Park designing and making these belts. Um, Another note that I want to mention is that Reggie Parks was also a professional wrestler before he became a belt designer. Wrestled for about 20 plus years or so. Had a very good long career both in the ring and out of the ring. Reggie Parks, pardon me, passed away at the age of 87. Okay, so... We've got a lot on the plate, and the first thing that I want to talk about is the upcoming King of the Ring and Queen's Crown Tournament. Uh, This was announced over the weekend, and this had been kind of known for a while, but it was made official, that the WWE is bringing back the King of the Ring Tournament. And they are doing the first ever Queen's Crown Tournament. And both tournaments will culminate at the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view in just two weeks' time. While we do not have the brackets for either tournament, I can confirm the first matches on each tournament. They will take place tonight on SmackDown. 
Rey Mysterio will face Sami Zayn in a first-round King of the Ring match. And Liv Morgan will face Carmella in the first round of the Queen's Crown Tournament. And, like I said, the tournament will culminate in two weeks on October the 21st. That's why I'm going to mess up. But, um, the king, you know, with the King of the Ring tournament, it kind of depends on how you feel about it. Either you like the tournament or you don't like the tournament. And there are some times where, you know, they are good, and then there are other times where they're crap. With the Queen's Crown, though, this should be an interesting one just because it's never been done. But we don't know... We really don't know who is in either one besides the four people that were referenced just now. So maybe, if I had to guess, maybe by the end of the weekend, and that's a big maybe, we'll find out the other participants in both tournaments. So it'll be a wait and see. Alright, time to give everyone an update on the G1 Climax Tournament. Another week has gone, well, as far as, you know, the timeline goes here for that wrestling show. And we have, oh, about a week and a half to go, I think, till about the end of the tournament. Yeah, about a week and a half, almost two weeks to go. So let's take a look at both blocks and see where everybody is this week. Starting in the A block, Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi are tied for first with 10 points. Zack Sabre Jr. is 5-1. Kota Ibushi is 5-2. He got the forfeit win on Naito. Basically, everybody that did not wrestle Naito has gotten a forfeit win Saber was the only one that competed against Naito, which is absolute craziness. Then in the middle, Shingo, Kenta, Tomohiro Ishii, and Great Okan are at 8 points. Shingo and Kenta are at 4 and 2. Ishii and Great Okan are at 4 and 3. Toru Yano is at 6 points. And Tonga Loa and Yujiro Takahashi are at Four points. They are both two and four. Meanwhile, in block B, it is still a two-way tie for first between Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada. Both men have 12 points. Both men undefeated at 6-0. and oh. Evil is only two points behind them at 10 points with a 5-1 and one record. Then everybody else is playing catch-up at this point. Hiroshi Tanahashi is fourth at six points with a 3-3 three and three record. Then a four-way tie. Taichi, Sanada, Hiroki, Goto, and Yoshihashi are at four points at two and four. And Tama Tonga and Chase Owens are at the bottom, tied at two points each with a one and five record. So, what does the week look like for the G1? Well, it is four days of action starting this Saturday with the A block. Kota Obushi will face Great Okan, Shingo Takaji against Tangaloa, Toru Yano against Yujiro Takahashi, and Zack Sabre Jr. against Kenta. Ishii is the one that will not be competing in the block A for Saturday. Then they get a couple of days off, and then it is back to Tuesday, where it is all B-block. It is Hiroshi Tanahashi against Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto against Evil, Kazuchika Okada against Chase Owens, Yoshihashi against Sanada, and Taichi against Tamatonga. Then it is to Wednesday, October the 13th, where Block A is back in action. Shingo Takaji against Great Okan, Toru Yano against Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta against Tonga Loa, and Tomohiro Ishii against Yujiro Takahashi. 
Kota Ibushi will not be competing in the A block. And finally, on Thursday, October the 14th, it is the B block. Kazuchika Okada against Tamatonga, Jeff Cobb against Evil, Hiroshi Tanahashi against Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto against Sanada, and Taichi against Chase Owens. Now, a very interesting thing to point out here, and I probably will point this out again next week, is Great Okan on the final day of the A block, will not be competing. He would have been the final opponent for Tetsuya Naido in the A block. So these final two, or these next two matches for Great Okan uh, against Ibushi and Shingo are his final two of the block. And he's in a position where he's at eight points right now He's still in a good position to maybe win the block, depending on things that happen. But he will be finished with his block action this coming Wednesday. So, and, and the beauty here is mathematically, no one has been eliminated that is still in the tournament. I mean, we obviously Naito has been eliminated because of the injury, but other than that. Everyone still has a shot to win the G1 this year. Forgot to talk about this last week, but I'm going to bring it up. The date has been announced for next year's Royal Rumble. There had been some discussion uh, the prior few weeks of could they move it to a February could it be on a February? They've never had the Royal Rumble on February. Well, they announced last week officially that the Royal Rumble will take place Saturday night, January the 29th, and it will be held in the Dome at America Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, this is going to be the first time in 20, it will be 28 years that a Royal Rumble has taken place on a Saturday night. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, because also because I forgot to talk about it last week, is that the WWE today announced their travel packages for the Royal Rumble. Now, individual tickets for this event will go on sale next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central at Ticketmaster.com. Now, you can get special pre-sale tickets on Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12.59 a.m. using the special promo code .com. And, of course, packages are going to be available at RoyalRumbleTravel.com. They will be available this Tuesday at 12 p.m. There are a lot of packages here. The championship package, the platinum package, the gold package, and the silver package. L let me let me just read off what the the championship package is. So it is going to be a if you do a group, it's going to be a group of four. That is the max. You will get tickets for the Royal Rumble. You will be seated ringside, somewhere on the first four rows on the ringside floor. And you'll get a commemorative chair. You will also get a gift bag with WWE merchandise. You'll get ex an exclusive experience with WWE superstars and legends. They will, they will have a photo opportunity at the with the world famous. Mm, pardon me, the world famous Budweiser Clydesdales. And you'll also get. A buffet-style breakfast, and you'll be with a WWE superstar and legend there. You'll get exclusive concierge service dedicated to enhancing your travel package experience, and you get to stay at the St. Louis area hotel. Two night accommodations. You check in on the 28th. You check out on January the 30th. Each person in this group will share one standard bedroom. Uh. For one person, and this is for one person, 
$3,050. That's for one person. Obviously, the price goes lower in the championship package, but uh, if you're going to the Royal Rumble and you're thinking about doing it, some of these uh, packages look pretty, pretty good. All right, it is Friday, which means it is time for another Miz on Dancing with the Stars update. This week was Britney night. Britney Spears, bitch. Uh, for the second week in a row, Cody Rigsby and his partner, Cheryl Burke, uh, danced, was performed in separate rooms. So, they did not perform in front of an audience. The Miz and his partner, Whitney, performed last on this week's episode of Dancing with the Stars. They performed the salsa to... Oops, I did it again. And they got a score of 22, one of the higher scores of the evening. And as far as The Miz and Whitney go, they are still alive in the competition. They are still in it. Uh, the group that, or the person that was eliminated this week was Christine Chiu from Bling Empire, I've never heard of that show, and her partner, Pasha Pashkov, have been eliminated from the competition. And you know what? I'm kind of surprised that Cody and Cheryl are still in it, even though both of them tested positive for COVID. Um, kind of surprised they're still in the competition, but that's just me. Oh, and by the way, Cody and Cheryl got the lowest score, and yet they still advance. Doesn't make sense. Now, this week is going to be a fun week, because it is Disney week. So, what will happen is, it's two nights. One night will be for the Disney heroes. Or actually, it will be performed uh, Disney heroes and Disney villains. So, night one will be inspired by Disney heroes, and the second night will be inspired by Disney villains. So, for The Miz, he will be learning the quick step and dancing to A Friend Like Me, the Robin Williams version from Aladdin. Um, I, I'm going to read the rest because these are actually kind of fun to see, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, listening grew up on Disney. The Miz on night two will be learning the Argent, or will be performing, I should say, the Argentine tango to be prepared. Not the original version. It's the, uh, uh, the, the uh, remake version from The Lion King. I, I, I know, it's... You know, so to have a little fun here, uh, and and then we're gonna go on and we're gonna talk about the draft. Um, the other celebrities, what are they gonna be dancing, or what song? You know, what movie are they gonna be dancing to? Jimmy will be performing uh, to "I'll Make a Man Out of You" from Mulan. Melanie will be performing to "Step in Time" from Mary. Poppins. Okay, I didn't know that Dick Van Dyke was a hero in Mary Poppins. I mean, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Uh, okay. Uh, Brian will be or will be dancing to Someday My Prince Will Come from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Melora will be dancing to I Want to Be Like You. The Christopher Walken version from The Jungle Book. Olivia will be dancing to I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. Matt, I should just say like the partners at this point. Matt and Lindsay will be uh, performing the Incredits from The Incredibles. Amanda and Alan will be dancing to You'll Be in My Heart from Tarzan. Suni and Sasha will be dancing to Colombia, Me and Canto from Encanto. Uh, Kenya and Brandon will perform to How Far I'll Go from Moana. 
Moana, pardon me. Uh, Cody and Cheryl, if they're still here, will be dancing to Step Out from a Goofy movie. Iman and Daniela will be performing or will be dancing to Let It Go from Frozen. And Jojo and Jenna will be dancing to A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. Now, from night two, Jimmy and Emma will be dancing to Bad Guy, inspired by Peter Pan. Melanie and Gleb will be perform or will be dancing to Once Upon a Dream, the Lana Del Rey version from Maleficent. And if you've never heard that version, it is an amazing version. Oh my God, I've I heard I've heard it. It is it's it's amazing. Uh, Brian and Sharna will be dancing to He's a Pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean. Melora and Artem will be dancing to Mother Knows Best from Tangled. Olivia and Val will be dancing to Remember Remember Me from Coco. Matt and Lindsay will be performing or will be dancing to Jungle, inspired by the Jungle Book. Amanda and Alan will be dancing to Call Me Cruella from Cruella. Suni and Sasha will be dancing to I Put a Spell on You, the Annie Lennox version from Hocus Pocus. I actually kind of want to hear that one because the one that I am more familiar with is uh, Credence Clearwater. Uh, Kenya and Brandon will be dancing to Dangerous Woman, inspired by Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Cody and Cheryl, again, if they're still there, will be dancing to Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Iman and Daniela will be dancing to Arabian Nights from Aladdin, and Jojo and Jenna will be dancing to Ways to Be Wicked from Descendants 2. And after that, we'll find out who got eliminated next week. I, I you know what? I that might be interesting. I, I, I hope some clips come out, like out of those two days. Um. And maybe watch it just to... <laughs> okay. So, enough of the small talk. Let's talk about the WWE draft that took place last Friday and this past Monday night on Raw. So, the thing with the draft... Here's the thing with the draft. You have rules... And for the most part, the rules were pretty easy to follow. They didn't make it as complicated. Each night had a list of wrestlers that were able to be selected to go to Raw or SmackDown. If you were not drafted you would become a quote-unquote free agent and would go to the brand of your choosing. So, okay, you know, it, it's good rules. Good rules. And then we get the kick in the balls. All of these moves, all of these draft picks do not go into effect until after, after Crown Jewel, the Saudi Arabia event. Which means three, at the time, three weeks. This would not go into effect for three freaking weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play an audio clip. This is pretty much how I felt when I saw the video and they said that it doesn't go into effect for three weeks. This is stupid! This is stupid! 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 That's how upset I was. I was so upset that I went in fast motion. That's how upset I was. Okay, so 
Uh, gotta go through the four night or the the two nights. Pardon me. And gotta go by where everyone was drafted. So start with SmackDown after obviously what happened. Round one. And I'm gonna just go by the I'm not gonna go in the order, I'm just gonna go by the brand. SmackDown got Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair. Raw got Big E and Bianca Belair. Well, okay. Round two, SmackDown got Drew McIntyre and The New Day. Raw got RK-Bro and Edge. Okay, Edge on on Raw. He's not going to be on very often, but, you know, he's going to be on Raw. Round three might be the head-scratcher for SmackDown, for the show. SmackDown drafts Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, who just got together, I think, like a week ago, and Hit Row. Yes, that the group from NXT. And, and I'm going to talk about them in a minute. Raw drafted the women's tag team champions, Rhea Ripley and Nikki, almost a superhero, and Keith Bearcat Lee. Now, I want to talk about Hit Row getting drafted. There are people on the social medias, on the internet, kind of bashing this pick. They're like, they're not ready, they're not seasoned, they're not prepared, blah, blah, blah. Look, they have Isaiah Swerve Scott, Shane Strickland, whatever you want to call him. He's been in this business for a long time. He has taken three wrestlers, made this stable, made it work in NXT. He's a veteran. Yeah, he may not be a 15, 20-year veteran, but he's a veteran of the business. I have enough confidence in Swerve that he's going to help the other members of Hit Row. He's going to help Top Dollar. He's going to help Ashanti the Adonis. He's going to help B-Fab. I mean, he's probably helped them in NXT. I don't see why he would not help them on the main roster. They're going to be a group. They're going to stay a group for a long time. I have confidence. I think they will get over on SmackDown. And... Round four, to wrap up the first night of this draft, SmackDown gets Naomi and Jeff Hardy, Raw gets Ray and Dominic Mysterio, and Austin Theory. Then, on Talking Smack, for anyone that watches that show, they announced the remaining draft picks for night one. Here's Raw's list. Akira Tozawa, Alpha Academy, Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz, Dewdrop, Drake Maverick, John Morrison, Nia Jax, Reggie, R-Truth, T-Bar, and Zelina Vega. With the exception of Alpha Academy, Crews and Aziz, and Zelina... Everybody there is already on Raw. Everyone is already there on Raw. Meanwhile, SmackDown got Aaliyah, Drew McIntyre, or Drew Gulak, pardon me, Mace, so T-Bar and Mace have broken up, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, and Tony Storm. With the exception of Tony Storm, Everybody else was on Raw has been moved to SmackDown. That's an actual move. That's an actual draft picking. And Tony Storm had only been on SmackDown for like a couple months anyway. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, she's already on. Because she's only been on like a few months anyway. So. so that's night one. Now, 
Night 2, which was on Raw, was six rounds. Because, you know, three hours, we can do more rounds. Raw drafted Becky Lynch and Bobby Lashley. SmackDown drafted The Usos and Sasha Banks. Okay. Round two. Raw drafts Seth Rollins. Oh, goody. Yay. Seth Rollins and Damian Priest. SmackDown drafts Shinsuke Nakamura and Sheamus. Round three. Raw drafts AJ Styles and Omos and Kevin Owens. SmackDown drafts Shayna Baszler and Zia Lee from NXT. Very interesting selection there. Round four. Raw drafts the Street Profits and Finn Balor. Okay, maybe something for Finn there. SmackDown drafts the Viking Raiders and Ricochet. Okay, may, maybe there's hope for Ricochet. Maybe there's hope. Round five, Raw drafts Karrion Cross. Yay. And Alexa Bliss whenever she comes back. SmackDown drafts Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza and Cesaro. And the sixth and final round of this draft, Raw drafts Carmella, oh my god, that means I gotta watch her every week, and worse than that, I gotta hear Corey Graves like, oh my god, it's the most beautiful woman in WWE, I sleep with her, that's Corey Graves right there, and Raw also drafts Gable Steveson, the Olympian, who has not been trained yet. So he probably will not be on Raw for a while. Or at least not in the ring competing, I should say. SmackDown drafts Rich Ho- Ridge Holland, again, another NXT call-up, and Sami Zayn. And then, Raw Talk, again, for anybody that watches that, announced the remaining picks. Raw gets Dana Brooke, who, again, I thought she was pregnant, but apparently she's not pregnant. Uh, Also, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Jackson Riker, Veer, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, who we haven't seen, like, since the end of last year? Tamina, Tegan Knox, Sheldon Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, and The Miz. Because we don't know when The Miz is coming back. Well, maybe, maybe The Miz doesn't come back till the end of the year. Maybe he wins Dancing with the Stars. SmackDown gets Jinder Mahal and Shanky, Natalia, and Shotzi. That's all they get. And the only ones really moving there are Jinder and Shanky and to a lesser extent Natalia. Meanwhile, with Raw, the only people moving Ziggler and Rude, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Tamina, and Tegan Knox. I agree. It is absolutely stupid. So, there are free agents. These people are undrafted, quote-unquote. Asuka, Bailey, Elias, Eva Marie, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, MVP, although I think we all know where MVP is going to go, Titus O'Neil. Harry Smith, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Shane Thorne, who they are trying the 
Outback Jack Crocodile Dundee gimmick in 2021 and I feel so bad for this guy because he was a big deal in Japan and to round out that group Lacey Evans who either is still pregnant or just had the baby I think meanwhile the following people can allegedly appear on both brands Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Bill Goldberg, who, oh, by the way, has threatened on television for the last two weeks to kill a man, and Shane McMahon, if he decides to appear. That is your WWE Draft 2021. I don't think anybody won. I Honestly, I don't think anybody won in this draft I'll tell you who lost is the entire women's tag team division because unless they create new teams there's no division there is no division the only team in the division are your champions they're the only ones so, so you're going to tell me that we're going to have, oh, I don't know, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss become a team? Or, oh, I don't know, Zelina Vega and Mia Yim? Actually, that might not be a bad pairing if they do that one. Or how about Sasha Banks and Shotzi Blackheart? I don't know. Let's do that. let Let's make up the, the the women's tag team division for all intents and purposes is dead. The, the, there's no division. There's no division. That is the one that took the biggest hit out of the entire draft. This is stupid. <laughs> I agree. This is stupid. Um, And then we also have to think about and take into consideration... As of this moment, Charlotte is the Raw Women's Champion. She's going to SmackDown. Becky is the current SmackDown Women's Champion. She's going to Raw. So, unless between now and October 22nd, when these changes are allegedly supposed to be made... They're going to have to switch belts. They're going to have to give up the belt that they have to get the other one. It's just like last year with the tag team titles. What are they doing? What are they thinking? You know what this is, folks? Stupid! This is stupid! I agree. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. And this is why we cover right here on that wrestling show for the crap like this. <sighs> now, I you know what? I'll be I'll be honest with you all. I wouldn't be down on this draft if the moves went into effect today. If they went into effect today, I'd be fine. I'd be okay with it. But they don't go into effect for two more weeks. For two more weeks. <sighs> Thank God there's AEW. And speaking of AEW, they <laughs> this is a perfect segue, by the way. They announced this week a brand new title. It is the TBS Women's Title. So... This basically is coming off of the fact that starting in January 2022, Dynamite is going to be moved, like we talked about a few weeks ago, from TNT to TBS. And they're going to, this is basically, you know, if you, if you want to call it the secondary belt in the women's division, you could call it the secondary belt in the women's division. Um, it's a nice looking belt. It is. 
I imagine that the tournament will begin in the new year in January on TBS. That that is what I imagine will happen. Um once we figure out who's in the tournament, that's probably when I'm going to make my picks. But until then, I'm just going to say that's a nice looking belt. And how about Adam Page, man? Adam Page came back, won the casino ladder match, gonna get a title shot against Kenny Omega. They've built this is one of the best buildups, and I thought about this the other night. This has to be one of the best buildups we've seen in a long time. Because the Omega Page story. If you really think about it, and and I mean think about it, it began the night Omega and Page lost the AEW Tag Team titles. That's the night it began. And then they did the Eliminator Tournament that November. The finals was Omega and Page. Omega won. And then Omega becomes the champion, and then he becomes this incredible heel character, becomes a jerk. And then, you know, Adam Page aligns himself with the Dark Order, and, you know, Adam Page climbs up, and, you know, every once in a while he'll hit a bump in the road, he'll go down in the rankings, then he'll work his way back up, and then he is in the number one position, and then, you know, the the ten-man tag where if they lost, they lost the title shot, and they did, and then Paige gets beat up the following week, and he's been out for almost two months, and then he comes back as the surprise entry, wins the casino ladder match, is now in line for a title shot, and I really feel it's going to culminate at full gear. This is my thinking. It's going to end. It's going to culminate at full gear in November with Adam Page possibly winning the AEW world title unless they wait a little bit longer, which is a possibility. So we will have to wait and see what happens. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, this weekend is perhaps or has perhaps, the biggest independent wrestling event of the year. GCW, Game Changer Wrestling. This Saturday night, GCW Fight Club, going to take place in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in the Showboat Hotel. The main event for this one is one that has been building up for... Pretty much most of this year, John Moxley against Nick Gage for the GCW World Championship. It has been built up. It's been building up all year to this moment. And it's going to happen this Saturday night. I also want to mention the rest of the card Uh, And it's a good-looking card. Effie will take on Matt Cardona. We have a tag team match. Joey Janela and Marco Stunt against Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie. Alex Zane against Mac. Atticus Cougar against Jordan. SGC against DM Warriors. And Shane Mercer against Yoya. Plus, Leo Rush makes an appearance. Mick Foley is making an appearance. And if you cannot be in attendance for this event, Fight TV is going to carry the show tomorrow night. I I have placed my order before I started recording the show this week. I have placed my order for the live stream of this event. Like I said, this is probably the biggest independent wrestling show of the year headlined by a match that has been probably for the most part a year in the making 
with John Moxley and Nick Gage for the GCW World Heavyweight title. This is going to be, honestly, this is going to be my first live GCW show I'm watching, and I'm looking forward to it. I am pumped. I'm psyched. I'm ready for this event to take place. It should be a very fun night of wrestling action. So, on that note, that's going to wrap it up for this week. If you guys have any questions or comments, send an email. Wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com All you got to do, you know, if you got any questions or any comments, send it this way. I will read on the show. I will read your email on this podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at WrestlingShow11. You can follow us on Instagram, That Wrestling Show. That it's pretty simple right there. You could join the Facebook group. It is That Wrestling Show Face Group. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta type. And you add yourself and you're good to go. If you can't find us, it's okay. I put a link in the description of each and every episode. And if you like what you heard here and you want extra content, then check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash that wrestling show with the highest tier being $3 a month. $3 a month. That's the highest we go. So check it out, that wrestling show on Patreon. Now to plug some friends of the podcast and other podcasts you guys should check out. Starting with our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. They started off a new season this week with a new subject of wrestlers that didn't work out in New York. This week they discuss Tony Anthony, a.k.a. the Dirty White Boy, a.k.a. T.L. Hopper. Plus, it is the beginning of the Royal Rankings of the best WWF pay-per-views. Believe me when I say this, this list I was pumped for. And the first two that they mention are two of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. And they review an episode of Monday Night Raw from July 11th, 1994, featuring... The Bret Hart 1-2-3 Kid Match for the WWF Championship. Plus, and again, they're the only podcast that gets this, on their Patreon, it is up right now, their review of the 1994 Royal Rumble, a.k.a. the show that I had a very hard time to go to sleep because The Undertaker scared an 8-year-old Bill in the dark. Uh, if you don't know that story, ask me and I'll tell you another time. So check it out, our vantage point. Also, check out Juice Pro Wrestling, where this week they interview one of the premier managers on the independent wrestling scene, Matthew M.K. Robles, as they talk about managing Sam Adonis, Beastman, Bully Ray, and more. That is this week on Juice Pro Wrestling. And if you're looking, pardon me, excuse me, if you're looking for non-wrestling podcasts, check out the Best Pick Movie Podcast with John, Jess, and Tom, where this week they're going to be discussing and watching The Matrix. That is this week on the Best Pick Movie Podcast. Also, well, there's really not a lot to plug. Also, check out... Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week, I review the season 13 episode, Dead Celebrities. And there are some fun stories in that episode that you're going to want to hear. That is this week on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. And check out Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, hosted by Jim Boy Star and I'm kind of the co-star, where I watch 30 minutes 
of Kingdom Hearts video game clips and we talk about what happened. Currently, just started Season 2 not too long ago in Chain of Memories. And also, a little fun bonus, uh, we discussed a couple days ago the big announcement of Sora being in Super Smash Brothers. We talk about that and we announce the date for Season 3 of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Well, next week, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know right now what will be planned for next week. Maybe I'll come up with something. But I will tell you this, to have a little fun, because we are in Halloween, or getting close to the Halloween season. Three weeks from now, which is October the 29th, I'm going to do a special episode of that wrestling show. And on that one, I will be doing the movie uh, Escape the Undertaker, the one with the new day, the interactive one. I'm going to do that. I don't know if I'm going to have somebody with me or not, but it'll be a fun little Halloween treat for all of you, the listeners. So that will do it for this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend and come back for another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And as always...